Well, that was another rough one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, how many losses in a row was this now for the Ducks? Um, one, two, three. Yeah, three losses in a row, all on the road for the Ducks. Another rough outing for Anaheim, but hey, at least I'm not alone for this one. At least you won't just hear me talking for half an hour this time. I'm joined by Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils as he revels in his team's victory. So as soon as the intro video hits, I'll be joined right away by Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils. And we'll talk about this one on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your Locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, New Jersey and also Anaheim? Uh, yeah. JD, how was that game for the Anaheim Ducks? Because you did a lot of chirping in period number one. Yeah, so I'll, well, I'll, ex- I'll explain that right now, actually, if I can. So I actually do work for the American Hockey League, and I did have a game tonight. So I found it kind of ironic that right as I was getting ready... The Devils scored one, and when I left, they scored three more. So maybe it was, maybe it's me being the good luck charm or something. Because whenever I actually watch a game at home, they do well. But you know, and because I work at Toyota Arena, I could not get any range. So imagine my surprise when during the first intermission, I saw what happened. I was like, "Oh, dang, man, that that was another pathetic performance by the Ducks." And I eventually did watch the replay during the second intermission, and lather, rinse, repeat, Ducks fans, lather, rinse, repeat. Ay ay ay. Okay, I don't, I don't believe in luck. I just believe in timely and untimely coincidences, and this was an untimely coincidence for the Ducks mm-hmm. uh, because this is great for the New Jersey Devils because going into this game, I talked about it in my previous episode, our head coach, Lindy Ruff, is on the hot seat because – New Jersey, we had two tough losses against the Philadelphia Flyers and also the Detroit Red Wings. So this was a must win for New Jersey, and it looked kind of That's a little tough to say four games in, isn't it? Well, technically three games, but no, this is a must win for at least Lindy Ruff, for for our head coach. because Mm. Yes, for Lindy, because had we lost this game in similar fashion that we did to the Flyers and also the Red Wings, most likely, Lindy Ruff would be gone. And, and I'm, I'm going we, to assume that I, you did not watch the first period like live. Um, did you hear the fire Lindy Ruff chance in the first? No, Wait. I did hear about that. Like, see, here's the thing: that's been a, a recurring thing, so I'm used to it. Like, that's what they did in the home opener against the Detroit Red Wings, and that's what they did tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, we I've already discussed it on the show, so I'm not surprised. Like, you know, I expected it to happen, especially if. The New Jersey Devils got off to a slow start, which they did, and it looked like it was on that track to do so. You know, Mackenzie Blackwood looked like he was in his own head, mm-hmm. and now the New Jersey Devils went from, you know, let's see who the best goalie is and ride that hot hand to now it's basically like who sucks the least because um, Vitek Vancek didn't have a good outing against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood didn't have a good opener against the Philadelphia Flyers. If so now- I may. You know what would help with that? If the Ducks put some shots on goal, that's what would freaking help with that. You know how many shots the Ducks put on goal tonight? 20. Oh, I can tell you. They put 20 shots on the board. You know how many they put in the third period? Four. 
four shots in the third period, and that was it. <sighs> so, yeah, the, the New Jersey Devils did double the shots on goal. Uh, they The Devils had 41, 41 shots on goal. The Ducks only had 20. Um, the thing about the New Jersey Devils and Bryce Salvador, former captain for the New Jersey Devils, friend mm-hmm. of the show, and now an analyst for MSG, he hit the nail on the head, which is, and this is what I've been seeing, the New Jersey Devils, their planning is pretty good, but their yeah. execution is poor. Like, the New Jersey Devils create good shots for themselves, and I saw it in game one against the Philadelphia Flyers. I was just like, the execution wasn't there. They weren't finding the back of the net. So, you know, you know, this was to be expected. And look, this was a must-win for our head coach, Lindy Ruff, because had we lost this game, he's on borrowed time. It, it, it's either strike three or, or, you know, we're doing CYO rules where it's strike two Ooh, and you're out. I don't know if I believe that. I think it would have taken at least two or three more losses to really put him on the hot seat. I think this one would have gotten it a little bit closer, but I don't think this would have been the catalyst. I think maybe two or three more, that probably would have been the catalyst, I think. But this I would, think it just, if they lost, it wouldn't have helped for sure. I think it depends on the manner that they lost, which was if they had lost like two to one, you know, okay, we're on the right track. And, you know, depending on when you let up those two goals, that's more respectable than losing five to two in back to back outings. But, right. But the reality of it is the New Jersey Devils came out victorious. And guess who outshined who? The battle of the bromance. Jack Hughes, two points, oh, yeah. two assists. Tre- Trevor Zegras, um, oh, yeah, donut and plus minus negative one. Yeah, it would help if Zegras would, you know, get the puck first off. And it'd help also if the Ducks wouldn't turn the puck over as much as they did. It would help if the Ducks actually played in their offensive zone. The time on offensive zone was almost tripled, by the way, between the Ducks and the Devils. The Ducks hardly had the puck in their own offensive zone for the last 34 minutes of the game. It was completely lopsided after that point. Was I surprised the Ducks were winning 2-0 after one period? I'll admit, I was a little bit surprised, given that the Ducks were outshot in that first period. Then they were outshot in the second period. And again in the third. Can I throw a little stupid stat? Just, I'm sure you'd be amused by this. It pains me to say this. The Anaheim Ducks so far this season have played 12 complete periods of hockey in four games. Seattle, New York, New York, New Jersey. Out of those 12 periods, they've been outshot all 12 times. <laughs> all 12 well, periods, the Ducks have been outshot. Not one period, not one 20-minute frame have the Ducks outshot their opponents. We knew it would be like this. Like We knew it would be bad. D- Ducks, like we didn't think it'd be this bad. We didn't think it would be over after four games. And let me kind of throw this out to you right now. The Ducks did get outshot 41-20 to 20 in this game. I know it's a small sample size, but so far in this season, the Ducks have by far the worst shot differential in the entire NHL after four games. They shoot the puck an average of 23 times. They allow an average of almost 43 shots on goal. That is a negative 20 to 0 shot differential. 
between the Ducks and their opponents. This was more so about the Ducks continuing their horrid play on defense to start the season. You're not going to win by having a negative 20 shot differential on average, on average, to start the season. So let's kind of piggyback off of what you said. Lindy Ruff, kind of in the hot seat. Dallas Eakins, you got to think, I see you nodding your head because you've heard me say this over and over and over and over again. Trey, do I kind of sound like a broken record at this point about Dallas Eakins? I mean, you know, I've, I've heard you, I've heard you on your podcast. Uh, It's well, I, I mean, I've heard you say it a couple times, broken record. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't know, but I'm sure you're very, but judging by your recent rant, I think, I think you are very passionate about it. And, you know, now it's coming to light on the devil's end as well, because we thought Lindy Ruff would perform better since he got new staff. Andrew Burnett oh, brought on. Yeah. Remember that epic rant I had last season about Dallas Eakins? I'm, uh, I, a crossover. I think that was on a crossover. Yeah. I, I ranted a lot. I'm going to calm down a little bit as of right now because we're only four games in. But if the Ducks keep this up, if they keep allowing their opponents to outshoot them like 52 to like 11 billion to 13, you might hear a little bit more ranting from me. And I, I hear the Ducks fans. A lot of them are saying fire to Alice Eakins, which is fair, I guess. The one credit, the one credit that I will give Dallas Eakins is that he's been a little bit more, I guess, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of the right word for this, but he's a little bit more concise with how he wants to change up his lines. I was a little bit curious that Pavel Regenda did not play against New Jersey tonight. That was a little surprising because he has had a pretty good start to the season. And to see him healthy scratch, I was like, what? That's curious. Even Lisa Dillman was like, what? Really? Ah, dang. If I may. Yes. Okay, so Dallas Eakins is, is okay. I talked about it on my last show. Um, the, basically, the short leash that Lindy Ruff has. In your, in your opinion, Dallas Eakins, how many more games until he's given the boot? Or what has to happen for him to, unfortunately, be you know fired? Well, let's not lose 11 games because that happened last season and he stuck around. It's not losing nine games in 2020 because he stuck around. I mean, what does he have to do? Lose 13, 14 games in a row to get fired? We'll have more with Trey Matthews after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including baseball. You have the NFL coming to week number six. The NHL is in full swing, and the NBA just began their season with the Warriors raising their banner. If you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines, head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. 
but he is doing a somewhat better job changing up the penalty kill. That is the one, the one bright spot the Ducks had tonight. They finally did not allow any power play goals. Well, you know, the Devils' power play is not all that good, so I don't know how much of a victory that is in your eyes because, like like I said, you know, we did, we did win our first game of the year against you guys, but... You know, I'm not trying to diminish your team or anything because you did say this in our last crossover. You said that um, the Ducks are going to be below the Devils. So that's a game that I'm not trying to say it was a gimme win, but that's a game we should have won. Like, you know, you're supposed to win against a team like like the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So at least I'm honest. (laughs) Yeah, at least I'm honest. And you talk (laughs) about healthy scratches. Lindy Ruff is I, I literally have been tweeting out during the course of the game like WTF are you doing um Lindy Ruff because it goes back because some of his decision makings have been put into question especially certain line combinations so mm-hmm. for example um why is Michael McLeod playing over Fabian Zet over Fab- hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on why is Michael McLeod playing over Fabian Zetterlin. I feel as though Fabian Zetterlin has proven a lot more potential and yep. production in the very few games that he has appeared in over Michael McLeod. You know, I projected for Michael McLeod to get waived because, you know, I don't think he, you know, he's good in the face-offs, but from a hockey standpoint, I just don't think he's done enough to, like, solidify himself a roster spot. He's a tweener. He's a total yes. tweener. And his his scandal with uh, Team Team Canada is not a good look either. Mm-hmm. But you know, ultimately, I'm just like, why is Fabian Zetterlin not playing over uh, Michael McLeod? Why is Alexander Holtz paired alongside Michael McLeod? Are you trying to set up Alexander Holtz for failure? Are you trying to get Alexander Holtz sent back down to Utica? Like, what are you doing in that sort of <laughs> regards? And, it, and it's just like it, it doesn't really make sense. And you know, Holtz needs a competent center. And, and a fan pointed that out to me. And, you know, because it's like Alexander Holtz for, uh, I'd I say, a little bit into the second period, he was benched. Like, yeah. you know, you didn't see him play that much as the game progressed. Hmm, a so, rookie a rookie player benched. Keep going. Because this sounds familiar to me. No, 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 no. Alexander Holtz is not on the same level as Trevor Zegras. You know it. Don't, 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 right. don't try to twist it. Don't try to twist it. Okay. Don't try to twist it. Okay, because right. Zegras is a future superstar. Alexander Holtz, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. So don't don't try to twist my words. I know what I said. Okay, I know what I said. Okay, because I'm not expecting Alexander Holtz to be a franchise piece. I'm expecting for him to be a solid contributor because he can. So Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras are held to different standards. Now, but I I I think highly of Alexander Holtz personally. I mean, I I wanted Holtz in that draft, remember? I remember, a couple years ago. I yeah, remember. I wanted remember. Holtz in that draft because I thought that highly of him. I think he is a terrific... He's a good middle six guy. Like, ceiling, he's I could excited. see him... I could see him in that second line for New Jersey later on down the line. I'm sure you agree with that. That That's possibly his ceiling. That's not a bad ceiling, right? No, it's not a bad ceiling at all. In today's game, he was paired on the first line with uh, Andre Palat and Nico Heischer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, Alexander Holtz has a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, who's our franchise player? It's Jack Hughes, who's the second one. I'm going to give the slighter edge to Jesper Brad since he's put uh, up more production over Nico Heischer. No, well, it's true. It's, it's really true. And then Nico Heischer is obviously our captain. And then, you know... 
you know, it's basically up for grabs after that point because I'm, you know, Andre Pilat's not a franchise player. He's going to be one of our more solid players, which I got to give a shout out to Andre Pilat. The reason why I was so glad that the New Jersey Devils signed him despite, Mm -hmm. you know, overpaying him, this is exactly what we needed him for because the New Jersey Devils, back-to-back big losses, we need someone to hold the young guys accountable. We need someone to, like, pull up guys from the bootstrings. You know, we talked about Miles Wood potentially being that person. But now Andre Pilat, since he's actually won something, he is that person, and we saw it in this game. Mm-hmm. He had a good game. John Marino had a good game. Jesper Bratt mm-hmm. had a good game. You know, it, it was a great team effort despite getting off to a slow start. Was it a slight overpay? A little bit. Did the Devils have the money to spend? Yes. Well, we had, they we needed had, They needed to spend that money. They needed to spend that money because yeah. they lost other guys in free agency. So they kind of had to swing for the fences a little bit and spend a little more on one player that they would like. But that's mainly a residue of not getting everybody that they wanted. But that's hockey. That's the nature of hockey money as it is right now. Um, And as much as I like Jesper Bratz, I still give the slight edge, very slight, to Holtz. But that's my opinion. Wait, wait. I, I, I'm sorry. Really? Very, really? very slight. You, you're gonna... very slight. No, 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 no. I'm, I, look, look. I love. I know you're high on Alexander Holtz because you know you wanted him a couple years ago during the 2020 draft. I remember that. That was one of my first. Yeah, that was my first season with Locked On. I remember you. You really wanted Alexander Holtz, and I think I wanted. Uh, I think I wanted Jamie Drysdale, if I recall correctly. But um, that digress. Digressing, yeah, flip flop. Digressing a little bit. Um, Alexander Holtz is a great player. I was definitely high on him going into preseason and training camp. I said, like, look, um, people were just talking about Fabian Zetterlin. And I was like, don't sleep on Alexander Holtz. During the course of the offseason, every time I did a silly season episode, whether it was like for Kevin Fiala, Alex DeBrinkett, whatever the case might be, people were saying, Trey, involve Alexander Holtz in those trade discussions because we have more faith in Fabian Zetterlin. I was like, no, 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 no. If Alexander Holtz was struggling in Utica, I would have been concerned. But he wasn't. He was putting up big numbers. Now we got to give him a bigger role. And Lindy Ruff is setting him up for failure. And, you know, Dallas Eakins is is just like, you know, I know he's not really doing well for your team either. Um, it seems like it, it just seems like, you know, uh, you guys lost a couple key players, including uh, what? The Worm, Corey Perry. Oh, that was years um, ago. No, 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 no. The key players the Ducks lost this past offseason. No, Corey Perry's been gone for three years. His fourth year now. No, no, no. The, yeah. the key guy they so you lost, guys lost, Hampus yeah, Lindholm. So you guys lost. Hampus Lindholm and Josh Manson was a big loss. And look look what Manson is doing right now. He just won a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. He's already looked good so far in this young season in Colorado. If, that's, if there's one guy I think the Ducks are really missing... It's Josh Manson. Josh Manson, I think, was one of those key defensemen that, for some of his faults, he was at least fairly responsible and at least was a more than competent defenseman. Not that the Ducks don't have Fowler, or not Fowler, sorry, Manson on their team. They have Fowler and Klingberg on that top line. Klingberg is a better scorer, but Klingberg on the defensive end... As we're seeing so far, not so much. Not so much. I mean, most of the defenders were kind of pylons in this game against New Jersey. 
a, a lot of them stood still, Trey. A lot of them stood still on this game. It was pretty disappointing to watch. And if I may throw another kind of stupid stat out there because I love stupid stats, and this is courtesy of Nat Statrick because those guys are awesome. On this particular game, the expected goals were 3.75 for the Devils, 2.14 for the Ducks. So it was supposed to be around 4-2, to two, so I guess the expected goals were spot on for this game. Okay, whatever. Shot attempts, once again, not favoring the Ducks. The shot attempts, you ready for this, Trey? Yep. In this game, 67-35. to 35. That is an ugly stat. They've been outshot, outattempted in every single game that they've played so far. The expected goals being 3.75 is about what I expected given the volume of shots and given some of the quality of shots, especially high danger chances, 21 to 8 in favor of the Devils. Trey, are you going to win very many games if you allow 21 high danger chances? No, but I got to ask you this question. Okay, yes. is it a matter of, are they struggling to like clear the puck or is it more on the offensive side of things? They can't like, you know, create a shot for themselves and get a good shot off. Thus, like they maybe take a ill-advised slap shot from the point and it gets blocked or redirected and goes back to the possession of the other team. You it's know, more, it's is, more column A. It is more way column. more column A. When they, actually, when they actually, oh my God. Woo. I, okay. They have such a failure clearing the puck in general. It looks worse this season. They can't clear a puck worth their lives, especially on the penalty kill. It's infuriating seeing someone like, oh, I don't know, Derek Grant have the puck on his stick. He could clear the puck and doesn't. A player like Dmitry Kulikov, who has the puck and could... You know, he could pitchfork it out and barely gets it towards the blue line and doesn't escape. There's, at least on this particular game, a couple instances where they had about 40 seconds, the puck didn't clear. The game against the Rangers, oh my god, that was worse. There was at least two instances where there was about an 80 to 90 second period where they could not clear the effing puck. Like, get it, just get it out of the zone, for goodness sakes. Oh. Can can you tell it's maddening on me? Yes, yeah. I, I I get the frustration. I get I totally get the frustration. The New Jersey Devils are like that just in a different aspect because, you know, like I talked about our goaltending issue, it's now a matter of who sucks the least and then we're going to have to go from there. Um the the Matt, Devils the Devils sucked less on this game. That's for sure. Yeah, they did. And like I said, if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm not really sleeping too comfortably at night because the New Jersey Devils, they need to either show some more improvement, but because the, key, the, the, the fact of the matter is like a lot of people were turning off the game after period number one, because the New Jersey Devils have a history the last few years of just imploding during the second period. The second period is never their period. Like they could, they can score the first goal of the game in period number one. And they, they let up three goals in period number two. And then they are able to shut the door down in period number three, but they're unable to like amount a comeback. So it seems like period number two is always their worst period. And in this case, I'm glad that the tables kind of turned. I'm sorry it's at the expense of y'all, but you know, you know, you scored two goals in. Love, in love you too, buddy. 
<laughs> hey, hey, it's a business, man. And then we scored four unanswered goals. You know, Dougie Hamilton, uh, this was big for him. Andre Palat, this was big for him. John Marino was really good. Brendan Smith, not taking any prisoners. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. yeah I, so, yeah. That's, you, that's, you, tweeted something out. you tweeted something out. And I said, oh, yeah, you forgot to mention that um, Brendan Smith put him on his, uh, you know, his donkey, we'll, we'll say, uh, since, since I have PG. Yeah, since but you know PG. what? The, the Ducks getting outshot every period. Like, they really need a boost, don't they? Like, like yeah, I mean, they, they need a boost. And you know where they could probably get a boost from? They could probably get a boost from Built because I'm going to give them a little extra today. Um, they could get a boost from Built. Ah, you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah I was like, where are you go? Oh, oh, Built Bar. Ah, Built Bar. Bar. Built Boost. I love Built Bars. By the so, way, we, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar for sending us some awesome Built Bars the other day. Mine are back. Mine are back in Philadelphia. I haven't had any yet, um, ah. but I know my I know my family's gotten them. They seem to love them because they're the perfect treat for when you go to the gym, when you go to work. If you're needing a, have you ever just gone to a meeting and you just need a boost? And for me, I'm in Arizona State, so I I need a boost during my during my master's classes. So yep. just get a built, just get a built bar, and it wakes me right up. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you know what's helped me out a lot is the Built Boost, which is the little drink enhancer that I have. That's helped me out a lot during this training. I got three weeks till New York Marathon. Holy crap. Three weeks. <laughs> so I've been definitely downing the Built Boost and still love the Churro Puffs. I still absolutely love the Churro Puffs. That's my favorite flavor. So I love the... I think I, my favorite flavor would have to be the uh, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs because Ooh. only 106 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. That one was really good. So if y'all want to try it for yourself, head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Yeah. At built.com. Once again, that code is LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. I gave the apple. You put it away with the goal. Nicely done. (laughs) There we go. You get the primary assist. So, Speaking of goals, um, I will give at least some praise to the Ducks. Some. Jakob Silverberg looked good on this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Silverberg I think I think he got a new hip. He got a new hip finally. <laughs> Silverberg only scored your uh, two goals of the game. Yeah, he looked like a man possessed in that first period, and two nice goals, by the way. From Jakob Silverberg, one kind of like a garbage goal, but the other one was just a nice snipe. And this is a player that I have been hoping would come back strong. He's missed a lot of time the last couple seasons because he had hip surgery. And to see him come back the way he did, I know hips are a little bit tricky, and Ducks fans know this very well. With Ryan Kessler, remember when Ryan Kessler was one of those guys in the league? And then he had that hip surgery, and he was never the same after that. Jakob Silverberg trying to find that little spark in him again. And I think this game could help him in the long run. So I think if there's a game, a jumping point for Jakob Silverberg, this was it. So I will give praise and credit where credit is due. Silfie had a great game, and hopefully he could build off of this two-goal effort that he put on in the first period of the game. I'm hopeful for that. 
you know who I'm hoping for to have a good uh, hip replacement or whatever the case might be? Who's that? Uh, Jonathan Bernier. He's projected to come back for the New Jersey Devils come around Thanksgiving time. So we're about a month away from that possibly happening. Miles Wood is also recovering from um, uh, right hip surgery that he had last year, which sidelined him for all but like three or so games. Yep. And we needed Miles Wood's intensity. We needed his energy. We needed his speed. And, you know, uh, he gives us a boost on the bottom six. But, um, yeah, so I totally get you in, in that sort of way. And, you know, I thought Silverberg was going to get a hat trick later on in the game, quite honestly. But, you know, it was just – it wasn't meant to be. New you Jersey too, Devils you too huh? You yeah. also thought that. <laughs> yes, I, I did I think ready. that because – because my mind, I'm not trying to be negative or anything. I'm just going based on history, which is the New Jersey Devils. Usually, they get off to a pretty respectable start. In this case, they did not. But and then I was expecting for the second period to be even worse. I was expecting for them to give up like three goals in period number two or or something like that. But you know, same. I, <laughs> I was expecting for them to implode once again on themselves, but they were able to um, you know shut the door down. Mackenzie Blackwood seemed like you know as the game progressed, he seemed to have gotten his head together and he was actually pretty good in net and hopefully that he they can ride that hot hand up you know it's hard it's so sad when we have to say one game is the hot hand but that's just where we're at right now and um it would help if the ducks put some shots on goal it would but a win's a win that's all i could say and i'm sure that's the mentality that lindy ruff is having um so far in you know with the with the devil's organization because Mm -hmm. he's making some questionable decisions and He's not really utilizing, you know, our players yeah. correctly. And it's just like, Dan pointed out to me saying that Andre Pilat, despite scoring a goal, he was not put with the same line mates, you know, the next possession or so. I'm like, what are you doing? You, he literally just scored a goal. Why don't you just, you know, go with that? Or, you know, Michael McLeod being on uh, in the lineup when it should be Fabian Zetterlin being given a chance. Or, you know, Alexander Holtz not be g- giving a, a, a fair shot. Or, because... In the game against the Detroit Red Wings, he put Yegor Sharangovich and Alexander Holtz on the fourth line. Okay. That makes no sense. I'll, I'll go on my little rant now as far as roster okay. decisions. The decisions that I think Dallas Eakins made on the penalty kill especially has been confounding to say the least. Like He put Derek Grant on that first PK unit, which has not worked at all. And I, I noticed this tremendously. The first Devils power play of the game. You know who took the penalty? Derek Grant, who was supposedly their PK like specialist. And Derek Grant, who was in the box, was not out there. So Dallas Eakins changed it up, and he did exactly what I was hoping for because I went on a whole rant the first show of the week and saying, you know what? Switch out Derek Grant for Isaac Lundestrom on that PK. And that's exactly what happened, but that was more out of necessity because Grant was in the box. So finally, Eakins did the thing, and oh my god, look, the power play actually works! Thank god! It didn't help, but, you know, at, at least something was positive on this game. See, I'm, I'm still trying to find the positives in all this crap of a game. And just to go back, if the Ducks lose these next two games, if they go over on this road trip, if they get zero points out of the five games, then you could say Dallas Eakins is back on the hot seat. Because it takes a special level of, 
I'm going to say it. It takes a special level of sucktitude to go over on a five-game road trip. Pause. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, I'd say if the New Jersey Devils drop their next two games, Lindy Ruff is gone because, yes, they got the win, but, you know, we got to see how they rebound against the Islanders and how they continue to, like, you know, improve in that sort of regards. But, um, yeah, so – that's my that's my two cent opinion about the New Jersey Devils. I'm glad that we got the win, but job's not finished. There's still a lot of questions to be made. There's a lot of things that Lindy Ruff needs to clear the air on. I just mm-hmm. wish that he stops overthinking it and just go with what you know, kind of thing. Like you know, reunite the H2O line, put uh, Holtz on the line with Hughes and and um, Palat, or you know, get Jack Hughes just keeps getting robbed of goals. But I'm glad he was able to outshine Trevor Zegras in this in this game uh, specifically, but um, overall my, my, my thing is just like, yes, the game, the game was won by the New Jersey Devils, but uh, I think fans are still not satisfied. You, you, you know, that scene in Spider-Man two, the Tobey Maguire one where um, Spider-Man <laughs> saves uh, Harry. He just goes, this doesn't change anything. I feel like this is the same thing for New Jersey Devils. This doesn't really change anything for right now, at least, but you know, let's just see where we go uh, marching forward. Now, JD, you and I have gone on our respective rants. Do you have any closing thoughts or things you want to share? It'll be a miracle if the Ducks outshoot their next two opponents because they got the Boston Bruins. Oh, th- th- that could be a bloodbath. That well, could. That the thing could be is, bad. Boston, I don't know. Did you see that? Did you see the Bruins game and the Senators game? That that game was. That that game was on was on like alcohol or something. Like, I took you know, I took a peek. It, it, it was. I, I took a it, peek it, at that. Like, I think the Senators won like seven to five or something like that. I'm like, wait, what? That that see, I there's as a been play some, by play announcer. There's been go ahead. As a play by play announcer, I hate calling games like that because it's just like that's not that's not hockey. That's like a Thursday night football game. As a public address announcer. It drives me nuts when there are seven, six games and my voice gets a little bit like, ah, after the game. But at least the Bruins outshot the Senators and at least they put up five goals. Yeah, the the Ducks, it would take a miracle for the Ducks to outshoot and beat Boston. Like the only chance the Ducks have on this road trip is in Detroit. That's their only chance. And if they lose, if they lose yeah, those war, next okay, two, well, yeah. well, you and I are on the same boat in that regards. So I'm, I'm warning about Detroit. Don't sleep on them. And I know Larkin I know. can be out for an extended period of time. I saw the or Kings. No, I, Bertuzzi. I, no, no, not Larkin. Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. I, I saw the Kings Red Wings yeah, I know game. Bertuzzi's oh. out for extended Yeah. I don't know if you saw what happened with the Kings and Red Wings. We played them. We played them. I, no, did you did you see the end of the Kings? Oh, Red Wings that game, game was intense. That was no, that was stupid hockey. That was stupid because Victor Arvidsson had an empty net goal, and did you see what happened? He did not shoot it. Turnover, other way, Detroit scores, and Jonathan Quick nearly coughed. Like I, I legit laughed. I wasn't cheering or anything. I was laughing, cackling after that game because like ha. Like, this is the stupidest ending ever. Jonathan Quick should have blown that game. He played the puck in front of his own net and got very lucky that it didn't go in. 
yeah, ho- hockey's the stupidest sport, but it's the best sport. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, JD, we've talked about everything. We talked about how bad our teams are. We talked about our bad head coach. We talked about Jack Hughes being better than Trevor Zegras. We talked about uh, the Ducks getting outshot. We talked about the Devils just imploding during the second period and, you know, having good shot opportunities but never capitalizing on them. So, after all that, where can everyone find you at? They could find me weeping in the corner, lamenting the fact that the Ducks have been outshot 12 periods in a row. So they will see me crying into those jerseys that you see in the background going, (laughs) when will they outshoot their opponents in a period? And you could find those rants at Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Just type it in your little search box, either on your mobile device or on your laptop. Locked on Ducks can be found wherever podcasts are heard, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Smoke Signal, and that Smoke Signal says, Send Help! (laughs) That's what it's saying right now. And also YouTube, so (laughs) so hit the bell. Yeah. Send Help. I just hit 700 subscribers on YouTube, so for for any Mighty Ducks fans, you can find me at Trey Matt 4, at T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four. You can find the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils, and you can find the show wherever you get your podcast from, and also on YouTube, which, by the way, less than 300 subscribers away from 1,000. Help me get there come January, hopefully, por favor. So I have a calendar here, and I'm going to mark this down right to my side, January 13th. January 13th, buddy. That's when the Devils come to town. That's going to January 13th, 2023. And you're going to lose. That's going to be the payback. That's going to be the payback. I am looking forward to that. And you're going to lose again. So, keep talking. Thanks for doing this, JD. I will keep talking. You talked in the first period and I shut it down. The, the devil right. shut it down. You talked to them. You, you started this. I finished. You start. I finish. That, yeah. well, that, that came out really wrong. Uh, you started this beef. I ended. I'm leaving that in, buddy. <laughs> Always good talking to you, man. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, special thanks to Trey Matthews for coming on and talking about that last game between the Ducks and the Devils. You know, I really cannot wait till this next matchup in January. It's going to be a fun one, folks. As, you know, the Ducks hope to right the ship on this road trip. They only got two more games left, just two. Boston and Detroit. So hopefully the Ducks can at least win one of those games. Hopefully. But, you know, once again, Trey, you know, him him and I kind of crap talk at times. But, you know, it's always good to talk to him and have him on. So just great. All right. Yeah, just great. Yeah. All right. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could follow me at StimpyJD. It's going to be right there at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And as I already mentioned on the first podcast of the week, since I am training 
for the marathon right now. It's going to be kind of an inconsistent schedule for the next maybe three weeks. I mean, there will still be five shows per week. That's not going to change. Just the days of when they come out are going to be a little bit inconsistent as I continue my training and eventually conclude my training because it's looking, what do we got? November 7th, November 6th, 7th. Yeah, I'll be running New York Marathon and it, it's a big deal to me, folks. It really is. So just to have some of the support is really amazing and, you know, can't wait till I run that and go through all five boroughs. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I also can't wait till the training ends because trying to train with this kind of weather, with this kind of heat is very difficult and trying to find times to run, not easy folks, especially when it's going to be 90 this week. So it's going to be tough, but once again, there will be five shows. There will be a goals Thursday this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about a couple of those games, including that massive opening night for San Diego. So make sure you are tuned in this week for that. All right. Um, once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.